0: Stoicism. What is it? How can we use it? And where does it go wrong? Or in other words, I think I want to talk about something that people do that they claim is stoicism that I don't think really is nowadays. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I like it. Welcome to Talking With Intention, a Christian podcast about self-betterment through meaningful conversation. I'm Michael Collins, my co-host is Walter Somerville, and in every episode, we sit down to talk about something that we find meaningful or something that we're still trying to figure out. We're not experts, we just believe that life is better when we're intentional about it. I hope you love the show. So, Walter, actually, first off, sorry, I wanna apologize to everybody that we missed uh, our regularly scheduled upload. Last week, um, supposed to be every two weeks, we'd been real consistent and then it just didn't happen. It's just that we've both been very busy. Walter's trying to get ready to move to California and I am gearing up for summer camp where I work and we had a, an event this past weekend and just lots of stuff happening all the time um, and we just didn't find the time to do the podcast, so I apologize guys, but uh, here's an episode and and you can listen to it twice to make up for last week (laughs) (laughs) yeah perfect (laughs) um so stoicism walter i i've been wanting to talk about this for a while because i know that there have been times in each of our lives where we were i don't know heavily stoic i guess and stoic in the i don't know about stoic in the stoicism as a philosophy sense as much as stoic in the just never showing any emotion sense and and so i want to talk about stoicism and kind of what it because it's everywhere now it's very popular there's like a million youtube videos about it and podcasts about it and so i want to discuss exactly what it is what the actual philosophy is and then also what i think people are taking it yeah. To me nowadays, sometimes. So, you read uh, Marcus Aurelius' Meditations. Yeah. How long ago was that now? Two years? Yeah. Yeah. two 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 and a half years, too. I remember two you talking years. to me about it while you were reading it a little bit. Yeah. And... Actually,
1: on the, yeah, I remember reading through it while I was in Georgia. And I loved it. Super good. Highly recommend it. I don't remember all of it now. Two years <laughs> well, you later, I never remember but all of it. I realized on the way here, I'd really like to reread it. So, I'm going to look for a. Uh, at least an audio version so i can listen to it again and yeah i highly recommend uh basically anybody do the same yeah uh, and if you
0: don't know who marcus aurelius was he's a famous stoic philosopher roman mhm right yeah. yeah not only philosopher he was the he, emperor yeah right the, yeah. of the roman empire
1: um he's the dude i was the way i explained it to amy he's the dude that shows up in the gladiator movie with uh is he really yeah I did. I haven't seen that movie since I was like 14 Yeah, super or good something. with I Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah, he's, at the very beginning of the movie, he's the old good emperor that dies at the beginning of oh, the movie. Oh, wow. That's Marcus Aurelius, huh. right?
0: Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, really, really <laughs> helped me to like,
1: <laughs> you know, just have somebody to picture. Yeah. You know. Um, that's cool. I really place, w- like the setting and everything. I want to see that uh, movie again. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And the book Meditations is not like a novel or anything. It's just... A bunch of proverbs, kind of, and
0: musings. Yeah, musings, his thoughts and philosophies on life. And he starts out because I've read parts of it. He starts out with like things that he learned from different people in his life, right? Like from his father, then he, from his mother, from his brother, from his teacher, and he lists all these different things that I can't remember any of. But yeah, yeah.
1: but I think there's a lot of a lot of wisdom to get from it. It reminds me a lot of um, another famous book, The Art of War. Kind of same kind of style, a bunch of just wisdom and musings and stuff like that. Um, so if you've read that, it's kind of a similar style, in my opinion. Um But yeah, so Marcus Aurelius is, if I'm not mistaken, the father of Stoicism. Is he? Yeah. I
0: didn't know that. Yeah, pretty sure.
1: Maybe. <laughs> like a 50-50.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not pretty
1: sure. I'm about to make it a 100.
0: All right, we're going to look it up. now. But yeah, while you're doing that, I'll talk a little bit about stoicism and what it is. It's it's a philosophy, a a, a way of living that focuses heavily on self-control um and enduring pain and hardship um without kind of complaint uh or or showing that it gets to you letting your, or without letting your emotions run away with it. Um here, let me find... There's, like... Cause I looked it up. Um, yeah. Stoicism teaches the development of self-control and fortitude as a means of overcoming destructive emotions. The philosophy holds that becoming clear and unbiased... Uh, becoming a clear and unbiased thinker allows one to understand the universal reason, the logos. So, yeah. Uh... I think I am still a practitioner of stoicism yeah. just because self control and self discipline mean a lot to me. Um, but I don't like consider myself a, a stoic, I guess. I maybe would have four years ago, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really identify with any kind of specific school at least not enough to call yourself yeah make it
1: a part of a huge part of your identity yeah i was thinking about it and because i had the same thing you know it was a few years ago i was really enjoying and getting a lot out of the stoic philosophy and ideas Um, and i wonder i don't know if this is correlated or just chance but i wonder if it's something that hits home better for bachelors you know
0: I think it probably does. Right? Well, I don't know. I've, I've never... I mean, it doesn't... I don't know if it doesn't appeal... I don't even know if I would say it doesn't appeal to me as much. I don't know if I'm not as into learning about stoicism now because I'm married or because I... Almost the sense of like I, I learned all that I need to know. I learned enough about it to yeah. apply it to my life. And I have been. Yeah. And so I haven't been as interested in, like I haven't been reading Marcus Aurelius and right. looking up, you know, people ta- discussing stoicism and stuff yeah. like I was several yeah, years back. so that's a fair point. I but don't know, I feel but like
1: of all the podcasts and like the videos that I've, YouTube videos and stuff that you find out, it's almost always a young guy. Yeah. You know? Talking about stoicism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting that we would be interested in that. Um, thinking about another philosophy and person that we're, that we have a lot of interest in Jordan Peterson, who also appeals to mostly young men, yeah. you know, and I wonder if it's a similar thing. Um, the idea is
0: kind of, well, I think it, well, part of it probably is the, I'm just thinking about like all the heroes that kids have growing up is like the 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 superhero the guy that is is saves the day is the guy usually who at least by the end of the movie is like in charge yeah. and in control i guess if not in authority he's the person he is in control perfect control of himself and usually the situation yeah. and the people around him and so yeah. that maybe is why it appeals to us so much because it kind of focuses on if you controlling yourself and not letting things get to you at all yeah. um disciplining your mind and emotions mm-hmm. right and it just gives you yeah because you, you you don't want to feel like you are just a boat in the ocean being swept away wherever you know wherever with whatever happens to you, you know, you have no control over it. So this idea that you can take control of at least, if nothing else, yourself and how you respond to things um, gives you some sense of control over your life, I think.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to jump too hard, far ahead. I don't know when you would planned, but... I don't have any plans. Seems like it seems like a good place to talk a little bit about the the philosophy of Stoicism versus the kind of cultural impression of stoicism right i don't know if that's quite the right phrasing maybe the um stereotype of stoic stoicism right which to me stoicism meant okay keep it all buttoned down it's all
0: about suppressing yes that's kind of what i was really wanting to get at because i felt like both of us went through that and kind of come to the other side of it mostly is Yeah, to feel like I remember learning about the more learning about self control and self discipline and and especially with emotions because I feel like when I hear people talk about stoicism they talk about controlling their emotions a lot and controlling is when it's put into practice for a lot of people and this is the way it was for us I think is just means don't feel anything ever right like I'm never going to show any emotion and react emotionally to anything at any point ever and you know I think that is appealing having complete control or turning off your emotions is appealing when you feel like your emotions have control over you I think to a certain sense you know just getting rid of it and or if it all you have is negative emotion, yeah. then you can it, I can see how the view of just not having any emotion would be appealing because it's just they're negative, yeah. But yeah, and maybe especially for young
1: men whose emotional intelligence is usually much lower. Um, and it seems like a much simpler option. I think we both have mentioned this before. It just seems much simpler just to not have emotions. Yeah.
0: It's just, you feel like you're making level headed decisions. And yeah. And I've, I ha- have come out of that view and have come more into, like, I, there are times, like, I don't want my emotions to ever have control over me. But there are times where I will lean into my emotions instead of trying to suppress them now because I, you know, I realize it can feel like it can seem like it's better to not have any emotions than to be, than to have your emotions control you or to have negative emotions. Yeah. I think the key word there is control not suppress. That's true. Control is definitely, is different than suppress. But yeah, it's like you don't, your emotions are a big part of what makes you human. And that's living your life is feeling things and f- f- feeling normal responses to the things that happen to you. And you shouldn't let it control you you know and you should still make sure you're thinking clearly about the decisions that you make but i don't think that necessarily because you're emotional or because it's an emotional decision means that you're not thinking clearly yeah. i think you're you have to instead of trying to get rid of your emotions learn how to integrate them and navigate and navigate them yeah, yeah. and that probably just goes back to what you're talking about the emotional intelligence i think guys just don't have a lot of emotional intelligence. We don't have to know how to navigate our emotions. And I remember, you know, people make fun of or criticize this type of thing where they're like, oh, well, men feel like they can't show emotions ever. And I remember thinking that, I was like, I I don't feel like I can't show emotions. I never felt that pressure, except for maybe when I was like, in high school around my buddies, in school, it would have been embarrassing to cry over something. but well, maybe not even around my friends, but around strangers and girls, I guess I would have been embarrassed to cry. But just generally, since I have been an adult, I've never felt that. But I was a time when I felt like it's not that I'm ashamed to show my emotions. I just don't want to. I don't It's not that I'm afraid or embarrassed to cry but I don't want to cry. I would rather fight back tears, fight back that emotion and suppress it, than let it out. Like I just, I don't, I wouldn't be, I'm not embarrassed about it, but that's just what I prefer, I guess. And
1: yeah. And I think like for me growing up in Mexico, what you're talking about not experiencing, I definitely experienced about, about, the assumption that men would not feel emotion, right? Um the whole machismo.
0: Oh yeah. Um, and you've talked to me about that a little bit yeah, before. Which yeah. is
1: really big there, right? In order to be a good man, you're supposed to be absolutely tough, absolutely heartless kind of. Yeah. And it's pretty rough. It's a it's a it's a cultural thing for sure. And I think it it's common in lots of places of the world. Um and I feel like it's we can almost look at that machismo and like the macho, right? The macho man. That's the idea behind machismo. You got to be strong. You got to be tough. You got to be, you know, never shed a tear, never feel pain, you know? And I think that is pretty common in lots of places. Um, But especially in Mexico, it's a very cultural thing. And I think that kind of embodies the, the negative side, the, stereotyping of stoicism um i think a lot of people think stoic and they think of a macho man mm-hmm. at least i did um which just yeah. is somebody that's keeping everything completely under control you know don't feel don't feel pain don't feel hurt um but yeah i think that's a that's a poor poor. Mm, i think it's a poor way to navigate your life trying to completely avoid
0: and and minimize emotion at all costs. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the whole point that we've been trying to make here for the last couple of minutes is just that controlling your emotions does not mean the same thing as suppressing them and never showing any emotion ever. Yeah. You know, I th- it doesn't... I think, I think if you suppress your emotions completely, you're missing out. Because even on the negative ones, even on the sadness, I, you know, if you, and this is, you know, I, I, like I said, I didn't want, I didn't, I suppressed my emotions, not because I wasn't, would have been embarrassed to show them, but because I just didn't want to, I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to be sad. So I just forced myself to stop. Right. And it was, it's tough to do. Um, I feel like I was pretty good at it. After a while, but I've come around more to this way of like I realized that's your life. It's okay, you know. It's it's, and I knew I want. I almost said it's okay to be sad, but I knew it was okay to be sad. But it's I didn't see any good reason to be sad at that point. But I think it's like you, yeah. You appreciate everything more if you let yourself experience the negative emotions, you appreciate the good ones more. Yeah. I think... Yeah, and it's you don't want it to be out of control. You don't want it to affect your decisions and your behavior in a way that you can't control. But I think letting yourself feel the negative emotions is... It almost feels like when I was suppressing them, I wasn't being honest with myself. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm not going to let my brain be sad right now. But I was sad. I just, but I wasn't willing to let myself feel it um, because I didn't like it. But yeah, I think it's just like, I don't know. It's so hard to explain it, but I don't know. Does any of this feel familiar to you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It definitely feels familiar. And I think it's, yeah, it's kind of tough to put exactly to words. But like for me, at least a part of me knew, like, and I, yeah, I was even kind of worried, especially like as a teenager, like sad things would happen. And I wouldn't feel much. Right. And we've talked I know. about and that. And that's
0: the, what I was about to bring up was like, when you were a teenager, you told me you were like, you didn't, you didn't have emotions. Basically. You're like a <laughs> robot. Almost. I felt
1: like it. And that like, you know, I don't know what all that came from, but yeah, I remember, you know, a, sp- a couple of things happening and I was like, man, what hit me, the thought was a healthy person would feel sad right now. No. And that's, and maybe that, maybe that kind of sums up what we're trying to get at here, which is like... You're
0: human, you know? It's not a, a healthy thing to not, it's not feel sad yeah. in certain
1: circumstances, not feel happy in certain circumstances, right? It It's a sign of health and abundant life, I think, to be able to feel appropriate emotions. I think we get scared because sometimes, especially when we're first figuring out emotions, it's they can run wild. And it's like something a little bit inconvenient happens and it derails. I
0: you. mean, yeah, look at a two-year-old. They just have no control. And you have this tiniest thing. Man, it's f- so funny some of the stuff kids will cry over, but yeah. you tell them no and sometimes they're fine and then sometimes they just absolutely lose it, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. So that's unhealthy in one end of the spectrum. Over, over emotional reactions, right? Mm-hmm. But no emotional reaction to things i don't think is the right <laughs> is the sweet spot yeah. i think the sweet spot is to be to have healthy re- emotional reactions to you know things that come your way um but stoicism is the idea that we can
0: still have control over ourselves i liked like what you you mentioned the term abundant life you know, I think that's exactly it, is you're you're missing out on a lot of your life if you never let yourself feel any emotions. Yeah. That's that's a huge like I mean that's the spice that makes things that makes the things that happen to you exciting, yeah. right? Like it that's that's life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I feel like you stoicism is about making sure you never have a moment. Or where you do something and later you look back and you're like, I shouldn't have done that, but I was just so upset, or I was so some emotion made you make a decision that wasn't logical, or made you do something that wasn't good, right? Wasn't the best thing you could do. I think we that's kind of the idea behind our podcast and the intentionality is we want to be thinking about our actions so that we are always doing the best possible thing in any situation and it's okay to take your emotions into account and feel them but you don't want to let it control your decision making so much that you do something you wouldn't have done if you weren't feeling that emotion Mm -hmm. yeah yeah trying to avoid emotional
1: actions and reactions to things which is which is tough to do for a lot of people i think And maybe this is a bit of a a tangent, but it's something that I've thought of and I feel like it's true, but it's one of these things that I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say. So maybe you can tell me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I wonder if thinking about emotional intelligence and the reason this whole stoicism thing seems to appeal to men more than women as a general generalization is I wonder if women are more emotionally intelligent and they are mature a lot more especially the, like if you compare a you know a 17-year-old girl to a 17-year-old boy yeah. the girls are m- much more mature generally generally yeah right mm-hmm. and i wonder if the reason for that is because they go through a monthly cycle of having wild emotions and they learn to navigate the ups and downs more maturely and with a cooler head th- by going through that, right? And the guys who don't experience these swings as much don't learn to navigate the emotions.
0: That could be very true. Yeah. It also, I, I understand why you're scared to talk. About yeah. This. Right. So
1: yeah, I'm not stake. I'm not uh, nailing. You're not gonna anything. die on that hill. I'm Not gonna die on that hill. But yeah, if I'm way off base, somebody let yeah. me know. Um, but it was something I was thinking about, and I really wonder because,
0: yeah, it yeah, seems it like be. it would have a big I don't effect. Know. I mean, and I know our brains aren't, don't finish developing till we're about twenty-five or something, and yeah. I know kids go through girls and guys go through growth spurts at different ages, so maybe it's just like that. It's like an emotional growth spurt that hits yeah. them earlier. I don't know, but I've definitely noticed a difference after several yeah. years of hiring eighteen-year-olds. Yeah. Now, like, yeah, they. The girls generally are very are are more mature than the guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. But yeah, that's just a, a tangent. We're talking a lot about what stoicism is not.
0: We are. Well, um, I think that's because we know more of what it's not than what <laughs> we know what it is. Yeah. But. <laughs> um But yeah, what is the real
1: philosophy of stoicism if it's not if it's not just be a man, shut down emotion. I think The way I would sum it up, um, especially after reading, I remember after reading the meditations of Marcus Aurelius, it was just the idea that, um, especially one particular quote, which maybe I should look up, but basically it goes, take time to realize the parts of your life that you can control and the parts that you can't, and then focus on the things that you can Right, because so many things happen to us that we can't control, and the danger is r- having crazy emotional reactions to that. Because you can't do anything about so
0: much of life, right? You know, I think about driving. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. People get so angry when they're driving. It's so crazy. You do and say things when you're behind of a wheel of the wheel of a car that you would absolutely never do and say in public. You know, but yeah, if somebody cuts you off in traffic, you there's nothing you can do. To control the actions of that person or change that situation but yet people will blare on their horn and yell and scream and cuss and yeah. it's like that is that's completely that's just emotion you're acting out of nothing but emotion at that point and that is where it's gone wrong. You, and it's foolhardy too and frustrating because you're acting
1: against something that you actually don't have power yeah, it's over. it's like beating your head against a brick wall, trying to knock it down. <laughs> yeah, so many circumstances of our life too, right? Like people worry about so much of their physical appearance that they can't control, you know, some of that you can, but people stress out and worry so much about things that they can't control. And it's like, okay, none of that is gonna change. And I know it's it's not as simple as just that. Just it's not
0: easy to realize. Oh, I can't control this. I'm just not going to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I wish it were that easy. It's like it makes sense to you to hear it and talk about it now. But yeah, in the in the moment when you've got all those emotional brain chemicals in your head, it's harder to remember this and actually act it out. Yeah, sure. And so that's I think the that's the
1: more full and rounded version of stoicism is trying to apply that principle that okay be level-headed and realize the parts of life that you can't control Mm -hmm. let them go all right and then on the flip side of the coin the parts that you can control that's the part where you should be putting all your effort and
0: and attention attention into
1: right mm mm-hmm don't worry about the <laughs> the waves and the storm that you cannot control at all, right? But there's a little tiny little circle of the world that you can control. So, trying to focus more intently and with discipline, work on that part of life. Um, I think, to me, at least, that's the the gist of Stoicism, the philosophy. I don't know if you'd agree with that or change it at all. Yeah.
0: No, I mean that's that's a good way of putting it. I think.
1: And, one, and that was like one big quote that stuck with me enough for me to remember it two and a half years later. The other big bit of Stoicism that stuck with me um, is it's called Memento Mori, which is Latin, Roman, Latin, whatever, Latin, yeah, um, which is remember death is what it means. Um, and I think the basic idea is just, yeah, when we're getting all caught up with all these things. um, think about the fact that you could be dead (laughs) and it just shifts it shifts your perspective Mm -hmm. from being like oh here's all these things that i don't have you're comparing yourself to somebody who's got it all right compare yourself to a dead person and
0: you've got so much yeah right kind of that's the idea i think a better way and uh this isn't you know we're i don't know I guess we're a Christian podcast. We're always talking about God anyway. I don't think we set out to start a Christian podcast, but it's kind of hard not to when you're a Christian and you're talking about life ideas. But a Christian way of changing that is, I don't mean, I don't know what the Latin word would be, maybe memento Christo, remember (laughs) Christ, remember God. Because I've realized and this fits perfectly into the episode we just did on prayer, when we were talking about praying continuously. I realized there's not very many. I don't think I've. I don't think I've yet to find a problem in my life that can't be solved by just focusing on Christ and just remembering that He has saved me, that He's with me, that He cares about me, yeah. and everything. And remembering that He is there and that I can talk to Him, and just keeping that that connection, like we talked about praying continuously, keeping that, praying with my spirit and keeping that connection open to God and my focus on Him, yeah. it just, everything all of a sudden, whatever was stressing me out, yeah. whatever I was upset about, it's just like, oh, well, that's kind of goofy to be upset about something like that, you know? And even if it's like something real, something that deserves deserves your emotion because that that's the other thing i wanted to talk about you know i think i was trying to make myself perfect when i was suppressing all my emotions yeah. but i claim to be a christian i which means i should follow christ christ definitely showed his emotions you think about lazarus mm-hmm. he when he wrote when he rose lazarus from the dead he before he did that he wept yeah. he cried isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. He cried. He showed he was about to raise him from the dead and yet he was still yeah. showed sorrow yeah. that Lazarus was dead. And I think that was a big played a big part in convincing me and making me realize that yeah, it's good. Yeah. To be sad sometimes. It's an appropriate response It is an to appropriate response situations. to a lot of life. There's a lot of pain, there's a lot of things that yeah, you should be sad about, but it's is that Ecclesiastes. There's a time to weep, a time
1: to mm-hmm, laugh, a time yeah, to there's exactly. time for everything.
0: Yes, and you know when I think when I remember remember Christ when I focus my my attention back on God, you know it makes it takes away the worry yeah. that it the stress and the anxiety is gone. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm not going to be sad about it anymore. I'm not going to be upset in some way, but it, I'm no longer, I no longer feel like the world is ending, no matter how bad it is. You know, I no longer feel like that's really that big of a problem. Cause I know it's just like, I immediately know everything's, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, as much as I might, as much as this might suck right now, everything's going to be fine. And yeah, it's focusing on Christ that, that reminds me of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess that falls under the circle of things that we can control, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, where our, your focus our is. Our standing with Christ, right? Yeah, yes, um, our, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that was like, I think that's pretty cool. And I would highly recommend to anybody thinking about like, what's the biggest stressors in your life? At least for me, that's the thing that first comes to mind. What am I stressing about most in life? And then split it into two categories, (laughs) things I can control, things I can't, right? And that doesn't mean you're instantly going to stop stressing about the things that you can't control, but you can start to make a habit of reminding yourself, oh yeah, I can't control that. And I think if you continue to remind yourself, oh, here's something that, I actually have no mm-hmm. I, have I can't no say change over. it.
0: Just think I can't change it. So how am I going to respond to it? Yeah. 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 What you know? I can
1: Yeah, exactly. There you go. Which is what you can control. What I can control. You, know, you is can't my control response. that
0: situation, but you can control your response to it. Mhm. You can't control somebody cutting in front of you <laughs> in traffic. Yeah, but you can control how you react and how it affects your day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's that's
1: I think stoicism. Yeah, which It's tricky. I think we feel entitled
0: to be upset by things. And just because something is justified doesn't mean it's right or helpful. Yeah. And it's dumb, too, because what you're saying is you're entitled to let that
1: ruin your day. (laughs) Exactly. Is that really what you want? (laughs) Even if you are entitled to it, like... (laughs) Maybe that's some entitlement you should give up. Why would you want your day to be ruined yeah. by somebody pulling in front of you? Just because we feel like we're allowed to, it's justified, <laughs> you
0: know. Well, I mean, that's going to be kind of a short episode. I'm just going to leave it now. Yes, yeah. you got something. I feel like
1: we're. I feel like we're at a good place. I'd. I could scroll and look for. Quotes because these are good stuff, and maybe it would bring something else up, but I'm happy to just leave it there.
0: Well, look and see if you find anything
1: that could be a cool way to end it too. Is we both just look for some quotes and just you know give some of the coolest quotes of stoicism, just so it's not just our limited view, but actual quotes from
0: yeah, that sounds good. So, yeah,
1: I've got one here. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this, and you will find strength. That's Marcus Aurelius.
0: Here's another one I like from Marcus Aurelius. Waste no more time arguing what a good man should be. Be one. Yes. I've forgotten about that one. That's one of my favorites. I think I I remember
1: texting that to you, I think. I think. you
0: did. It just sounds very familiar. Yeah. I think that's great. You know, I I don't know it it's simplified i think that it is worth discussing what is good to a certain level but i don't i do think yeah if you believe something's good you should you should your focus should mainly be on doing good instead of arguing over what is good like i think that applies a lot to the christian community too oh, yes oh man i feel like
1: especially the last year i've been really interested in getting out of the heady conversation and think about, okay, what do I actually live like? What do you actually live like, right? We can talk all day and night about what we should be doing. How do we apply it? I like this one too, real simple. Be content to seem what you really are. Oh, yeah. And that, did we do a whole podcast on what, did we, what was, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, Not honesty, being a man of, Integrity.
0: I don't know. I don't if we do. did
1: one on integrity. It's definitely come up though, and I remember that's your definition of it, right? Is to be kind of the same person all the way through. That's right. Yeah, be content to seem what you really and are. And that
0: shows. I think that right there goes to what we're talking about. Of not doesn't mean always hiding and suppressing your emotions, but if you're sad, seem sad. Just don't let it make your sadness make decisions for you. Who Who's that by? That's Mark. All of mine are going to be Marcus the, the, Aurelius. The Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Marky Mark and his funky bunch. Um, so here's Seneca. Says we are more often frightened than hurt, and we suffer more in imagination than in reality. Hmm. Hmm. Which I think the perfect explanation is that. Cutting, getting cut off in traffic. That doesn't hurt you at all. <laughs> yeah. It only hurts you in your imagination and it ruins your day if you let it. This one's real basic. This
1: is like a live, laugh, love thing. When you arise in the morning, think of what a privilege it is to be alive, to think, to enjoy, to love.
0: Which, yeah, sounds real cliche, but I do like it. Here's the one from Epictetus. How long are you going to wait before you demand the best for yourself? Well, I like that one a lot. What does that mean? It means, I think, well, part of it, I think, is people don't take care of themselves in the way they would take care of somebody else yeah. or their child, you know? And we've discussed that before. But a big, and I, but I think this is getting deeper than that into. You, and here's, it goes along, I guess, with this quote from Jordan Peterson, which is that you are not everything you could be and you know it, right? So it's like, don't waste time being less than you could be. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to be perfect at it, but if you're not trying your best to do the best that you can... I, which maybe I'm just repeating myself there. If you're not doing your best at whatever it is that you're doing or that you want to achieve, then why not? You're not, you're hurting yourself, which is another Jordan Peterson quote. The lack of your best hurts yeah. everything, hmm. right? Anyway, we're, I'm going to start going down a rabbit hole. You got another one? Yeah. If it is not right, do not do it.
1: If it's not true, don't say it. Which I think is kind of associated with what you were just saying about, you know, want the best for yourself, right? Which is a high standard,
0: but it's worth holding yourself to it. This goes along with that as well. By Viktor Frankl, what man actually needs is not a tensionless state, but rather the striving and struggling for some goal worthy of him. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Your, fo- your goal shouldn't be just to live the easiest life possible. You should be seeking after some goal that's worthy of being sought after. Yeah.
1: The best revenge is to be unlike him who performed the injury. So if somebody cuts you off in traffic, <laughs> the best revenge is to not cut someone else off in traffic. Yes.
0: <laughs> thanks for listening guys really appreciate all the support i hope you're enjoying the show um we don't know exactly what the future is going to hold we were wanting to have a back catalog of episodes going into the summer because we're not going to be able to record during the summer months um we're i'm going to be working like 14 hours a day and walter's going to be in california so it we're just going to be too busy um Maybe we will find time to get a couple recorded. If not, there's probably a long pause coming up. Um, and, uh, yeah, honestly, I don't know when after that pause the show will be back because I don't know when Walt's coming back from California or if we're going to set up a distance thing or how many episodes will get backlogged before he leaves because he's leaving, like, the end of this month, right? So, four weeks. So, yeah, this... Could be one of our last episodes for a while, um, maybe. I don't know. Probably, probably not. Probably we'll get at least a couple more out or recorded. But um, if nothing else, I have some projects that I'm working on um, that I'm excited about. None of those are going to be launched this summer at all. Be in the fall sometime. But uh, keep an eye out for that and I'll be sure to update you guys here when I launch those as well. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um if you haven't yet, you should leave us a good review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, wherever you are. Um we really appreciate that. Love you guys. Thank you so much.